Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am the six-foot-tall Christmas tree, Trey Plutnicki. And I am the gift you raced out to get on Christmas Eve, Daniel Kunkel. Oh, have you? do you do that? No. You don't? You shop no. ahead? So what's weird, so the way my family, I think I talked about this last Christmas when we were recording, but the way my family does Christmas is we actually break it into several different days. So we have one day where we all go to my aunt and uncle's house. And we have Christmas there and they give their presents to the rest of the family, not their immediate. So not my cousins and each other, but to the rest right. of the family. So with my family, it's like you've got to be ready, like for pretty much everybody a week in advance of Christmas. And then so Christmas when, mornings, when is that meeting day? Uh, I mean, it, it changes every year, but it's usually like we'll do my aunt and uncle. Two days later, we'll do my family. And then on Christmas Day we have uh we go to my my grandparents house and we have christmas there gotcha yeah so, so you gotta so like be prepared be prepared for everybody my, but your immediate family now i can well actually i can only do that the day before christmas eve mm. because on christmas eve is our big family gathering oh and yes, then yes, yes and then christmas day we order chinese food obviously obviously and then we uh and we just veg like usually I'm like up at eight and then I'm in bed by 5 p.m. Yes. because I've done nothing all day. It's it, amazing. I'm always fascinated to learn when people like some people do for, for those who celebrate Christmas. Uh, some people do like their big family gatherings on Christmas Eve and some do Christmas Day. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I've I've heard people say both and I, I yeah. there's no rhyme or reason. I'm just always curious, like, oh, that's. It's interesting. It's not how I do it. Tradition. Interesting. Yeah, traditions are interesting, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about our favorite tradition, which Boom. every week we watch a movie. Yes. Uh, Daniel, uh, just <laughs> as a, Never as a preface to this episode. I'm always haunted. Both, both Daniel and I are standing. <laughs> so if we're things this, get weird, we're it's standing, standing energy. So we're both dancing. Um, okay. Oh, sorry. Anyway. I do need to issue a retcon. I need to issue a retcon. Okay. Last or two weeks ago, we told a story about one of our old professors, Stone. <laughs> Wait, what? I, I can't even remember what we you said. You told the story about the night in Oklahoma where the stage curtain kept coming in <laughs> and we had to call Stone in to fix it. Yeah. I stayed with Stone uh, and his lovely wife and we had a, we had a wonderful time with them. Um, but he, he told me like almost pretty much 20 minutes after we walked through the door, he was like, all right, now that we've caught up. I got a problem with your with what you said. <laughs> so he issued me a couple of addendums to make. Okay. Addendum number one. He does not own a Hawaiian shirt. It was a <laughs> long sleeve flannel that he rolled up. Okay. Okay. Rule number Could easily mistaken. Easily mistaken. I think it was a very stressful and, night for everyone, but especially me as the, the one person who could have fixed it without getting Stone involved, and then I had to give up and get Stone involved. <laughs> I'd say I'd say your memory did not fail you. Because if that was the vibe he was given off, he was given off a vacation vibe. He was given off a, I am getting called into work at like 7.30. Yeah. Uh, addendum so, number two, he was very adamant about this one. And this, I think, is the most understandable one. 
Uh, he has never owned a set of flip flops since he was like 16. I think he said <laughs> they were Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks, okay. of course. Okay. All right. All right. But once uh, again, adding to the vacation vibe. Adding to the yeah, like this was a it's slip my day on off. and go. I was vibe. lounging. I was sitting by the pool. Um, and addendum number three, which I'm not quite sure. I actually said this, but he did know what the problem was immediately when he entered the theater. He did not need to be told what the problem was. Oh, he didn't. He didn't need your West Wing. He didn't uh, need my West talk. Wing walk and talk that I explained the situation in. And that was honestly more for my benefit than his, if I'm being honest. Because, you know, <laughs> when you've got to, like, explain a problem out loud to someone so they're not just like, you idiot, why didn't you try this? And you're like, I'm going to just preamble you. I'm going to give you the right. whole breakdown on everything I did and everything I thought. Yes. I need to tell you what I did. So I'd say those are safe addendums. I think they're like um, perfectly understandable why I messed them up. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Stone. I yes, appreciate thank you, Stone, it. Of the show. Does not um, listen to the show was told by somebody else. Somebody else who, was, who listens to the show. <laughs> who listens to the show um, about our mistake. Yeah, I, w I right, and right after that happened, I remembered. I mean, the power went out on this gunshot. Yes. And then uh, when when the fire curtain came up and everything, uh, I said a, a very funny line that really made the audience feel like they're participating in live theater <laughs> and it made my partner on stage laugh very hard. That was the only other thing that I that I remember about that night. Those are my favorite. I was talking about. So I um, I've I'm at my new home now uh, and I'm about 45 minutes from Stanton, Virginia, which has one of my favorite theater companies in the world, the American Shakespeare Center in it. Uh, they are a brilliant, brilliant cast. And if you ever get a chance to see a show with them, I highly recommend it. But their motto is we do it with the lights on because they yep. are a recreation of Shakespeare's indoor theater and there are no fancy lights or anything. It's literally just all the lights stay on and they do the show that way. So one time I was doing a summer camp there and I went to see a show and uh, you can sometimes sit on stage. They have little stools that you can sit on. Really cool way to see a show. And I said, sitting on stage, and I had done like a workshop with uh, a lot of the actors. So like we kind of knew them a little bit. And we were in the middle of a very bad southern storm, and the power went out. And uh, the actors, one of them stepped forward, was just like, hey, everybody, don't, don't worry about it. We'll just wait a second uh, for the lights to turn back on, and then we'll, we'll get back into it. Uh, but please don't worry about it. And the lights turned back on. Everybody cheered, blah, blah, blah. We were getting back into it. Five minutes later, the lights go out again. And this time I'm like a foot from one of the actors and he just like lee and I was sitting next to one of my friends who was also in the camp. So we all like knew each other loosely. Uh, but the actor just leans down and is like, well, apparently we do it with the lights off now. <laughs> and it's just one of those moments. It's not like it's not that funny, but it's just in the moment you're like, that's the funniest thing I've ever yeah, that's, heard. That's because, you know, because it, it was Merchant of Venice and it was the pound of flesh scene. It was like the one of the most intense Shakespeare scenes, scenes, period, ever in anything. And the lights kept going off and they had to restart the whole thing eventually when the lights came just back kills on. momentum. Hilarious. If if people only knew what kind of tomfoolery happens in a live state, like in a live play yes. setting, like what happens on stage, mm -hmm. uh, the the entire business would unravel. The things we do to make sure that we don't go crazy doing even like a two week run of a show are yeah. ridiculous. I just think about that every time I see a, a Broadway or something where it's like some of these guys have been playing these parts for 
years like i've done it 500 times that's and it's, it's like wild. second memory to them yeah, i was actually got to keep it fresh i was thinking about that in relation to hallmark movies because i was like what could what kind of hallmark movie could i see that would really spice it up that would really mix things up for me and i was like honestly if there was a hallmark movie that just went full meta and it was about hallmark making a christmas movie and there was like a behind the scenes love story I think that's the only way that these movies could get original again for me. Hmm. Daniel, you're you're turning a cog in my brain that says write Hallmark movie, Trey. I'm like, I think that's because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, we, we've been talking and talking about us writing a movie eventually. And yeah. I was just like, I mean, if we write a plot, it's going to be some like neo noir thriller with guns. Like, it's just never going to be actually made. And that's not it, that's not it, fun. Like, it, it we could... got to try and make something that would actually be made. And I yeah. think that's our way in. That's what the this a hyper meta that's like a, the production company's called Mark Hall and they are trying to make oh, their. No, I think we do Hallmark. I it's think literally called literally Hallmark. call it Hallmark. What would it be the movie called? Hmm. Because this is the question: Do you go meta with the title, or do you make the title not meta? Making Christmas. Making Christmas. That's my draft one pitch: is making Christmas. What if it was Hallmark presents Hallmark presents? Interesting. That sounds like a variety show, but I think I think with marketing you can fix that. Hallmark presents Hallmark presents Hall, a, a Hallmark Hallmark original a Christmas Hallmark a Hallmark original Hall, say that one more time so title Hallmark original yeah colon a Hallmark, Hallmark original. original I don't hate it I don't hate so the that plot one. of this and the plot of this yeah. movie is that it's a they're making a Hallmark movie and it, within the Hallmark movie a secret romance flares up I think we do. I think we do a Hallmark movie, but about people making a Hallmark movie, they bring in some cut rate actor. This is one of those movies where it's like, oh, why is Brandon Routh in this movie? Like, that's weird. <laughs> and it's like, is Kevin's, why is Kevin why is, Sorbo here? Why like, is Kevin Sorbo here? It's one of those you bring in some actor to play themselves, maybe. And they're like, I don't like Christmas. Like, they're like, I you bring hate in Lori, it, but I need Lori Laughlin to play herself. Lori Laughlin. Oh, she cameos as herself. I think yeah. all of the main Hallmark women need to cameo as themselves. But you bring in this actor and he's like, I don't like Christmas. And the actress is like, no, it's really fun making these movies, actually. And it, it's like, this is just another paycheck. Like, <laughs> this come is on, great, cut the actually. check, Wait, cut I'm, the check. I'm loving <laughs> this idea, actually. It's like, yeah, my agent put me in for this, but I didn't really, I wasn't really into it. Well, I'm, <laughs> I've shoot Santa with a missile? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving I this. To... I think this should be our Hallmark movie. Okay. Screw the DHS uh, stuff. Oh, but then at the end for us, we have like the Department of Homeland Security show up on set and they're like, you're too close. You got to back <laughs> You've off. <gotten> <laughs> too close. It's like, don't you understand? This is how we fake the moon landing. Oh, wait. Annika texted me that she's pretty sure Lori Lawlin's in jail. So maybe not. 
She well, we can still get her. We can I, get her. She can call we in. Can get her. I saw Tiger yeah. King. They got that guy in the damn thing all, she, all over the place. She can either call in or because it's Lori Laughlin in real life, <laughs> we can go to prison to get her cameo. <laughs> she could be it's canon that she is in prison for fraud. <laughs> I can think of nothing more that Hallmark executives would love to see. One of the crowns in their jewel in prison <laughs> in one of their movies that is about making one of their movies. Uh, OK, we can't do that. We okay, can't. Anyway, do that. We, anyway, anyway, we have an actual Hallmark movie called The Twelve Gifts of Christmas. Daniel, mm. I don't think there are. So, OK, I don't think there are 12 gifts in this movie. There are not. But I think they're just going kind of going for like a, a cute. They're trying to be cute. Sure. Um, let me read the, uh, quick little plots. Actually, um, let me read a review first. Yeah, a review. <sighs> Honestly, this is one of the, so, okay. Six out of 10. Okay. Enjoyably bad. <laughs> Honestly, this is one of the more fun laugh at watches I've had this Xmas season. Watching Utah try to masquerade as New York offers a handful <laughs> of laughs. Yes. The yeah. wonderfully overacted overreactions are delightful. Our two leads have some potential chops if the material was better. They commit to some insane lines with incredible results. Finally, the first family portrait had me in stitches. Awkward writing that with decent acting and editing makes for an enjoyable laugh watch. Um so I feel like the editing of this movie was noticeably good. I'll agree. I'll agree. Uh, there are some moments where I was like, there are some really strong editing choices to keep up pacing and stuff. And I was like, okay, keep, let's, let's, uh, let's keep it going. Other than that, I didn't have a very good time watching this. <laughs> I, I was bored out of my mind on this one. This one yeah. was like the I th one of the more bland ones we've seen. I will agree. I think uh, direction is pretty strong. I think pacing overall is pretty good. And I think the setup is good. So our basic setup is Katrina Law plays Anna. Uh, and Anna is an artist. She paints. But it's hard being a painter uh, because, of course, it is. So she mm -hmm. starts to kind of get this freelance business started where she will buy you gifts for your family for Christmas. She's like yeah, a professional person, personal shopper. shopper. Yeah. Yeah. Great setup. Uh, and she meets up with Aaron O'Connell, who plays Mark. And Mark is this like uh, ad executive. Yeah, he's a, he's an ad exec. Very vague, I think. I think we're just supposed yeah. to understand it. Um, but you kind of got to think about it for a second. But he uh, plays Mark. He's an ad executive. And he is, I would say his heart's in the right place. He's not been fully corrupted into a business boy yet. But he is very, like, forgetful. He gets very busy with things. So he hires her to buy presents for people. And at first he's like, I don't know. He tells her to buy his friend a smartwatch, but they're sold out. So instead, <laughs> first of all, the future is now, baby. We got a smartwatch reference. Yeah, in a we Hallmark got smartwatches and Hallmark I movies. I love watching oh, technology evolve in Ooh. these films. But um, it, she's like, I can't find one. So instead I got him like courtside tickets to... Uh, to a basketball game and like a nice dinner reservation. And he's because, like, that's not what I said. Well, he, he did that because it was this. I really liked this. Mm -hmm. It was because uh, he said to her that uh, he and 
uh, he and his friend used to uh, in college eat ramen on the couch and watch the basketball game. Yeah. And now that he's this big, big ad exec, he went uh, she got a gift card to the best ramen restaurant in town mm-hmm. and then courtside seats at the Knicks game. Um, which if you are familiar with sports and or follow the Knicks, that's a insult. <laughs> but in this movie, it's a compliment. <laughs> and so like and then so like at first he's like, I don't know. But then his friends like, I listen, we loved it. That was like such a thoughtful gift. And when Anna explains it, she's like, you're not in college anymore. You guys are grown ups. like you can you have real disposable income. You can yeah, get each like other he nice, can, thoughtful He can gifts. get himself a smartwatch. Yes. And like, so that that's like the first 25, 30-ish minutes, I'd say. I say that's about, that takes us to minute 30 that we yeah. finally get like a sort of inciting incident. That whole kinda. part is great. I love that whole beginning part. I think they nailed the pacing. Uh, Mark and Anna have really good chemistry together, I'd say. Anna's got a sister and there's a fun... They feel like sisters, which we do have to emphasize because that's rare that yeah, siblings it, feel like siblings in these movies. Because sometimes they feel like good friends or yeah. also there's like some weird uh, sexual chemistry. There's some Folger, there's, you've seen the Folgers yeah. coffee commercial, correct? Uh, I mean, every Hallmark movie has a Folgers coffee commercial. No, 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 no I'm sorry. It. The literal Folgers oh, coffee commercial. Yes. You yes, know exactly what you're brother- Yes, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's, I think about that every time I see these movies because I'm like, I'm just waiting for them to slip up. If you don't know the Folgers coffee commercial, there is a Folgers coffee commercial where a brother comes to visit his sister and he brings a Folger. The problem is it's a very it should be a very sweet commercial. The script for it's very simple, but very sweet. The problem is the actors have a rare thing. They have too good of a chemistry with each other. (laughs) And so there are numerras jokes about uh, I are they are they sleeping together well it's also like um the there the re- it it becomes a reveal at the end that they're siblings yes yeah there's it could be like are they good friends and this is maybe the first step in a in something more yeah and then it's like it's like i'm so glad you're like the end of the commercial is like i'm so glad you're my sibling or like i'm so glad you're my sister and then everyone's like like, sitting on the counter and she like takes a uh, like a wrapped bow and like sticks it on his chest he's like what's that for and she's like you're my present this year and it's like whoa (laughs) whoa dude she's like you're the best big brother ever it's like whoa so take me through the rest of this movie i'll Daniel. Love to take you through the rest of this movie so after that point anna buys more presents for mark and then uh he's trying to make an ad campaign work the movie falls off the rails after yeah, those first so, 30 minutes like no yeah it's just mark, her shopping and them doing cute little dates and they meet each other's family but and that should all take that should be a montage and then the family right. meeting is the like midway of act two midway through the movie and then something else happens but nothing else happens so I think part of the issue is like when they're meeting their family and they're running these errands and they're having dinner together, those the characters don't consider those things dates. Yeah. Until um, the sister, uh, the the sister of what's her name? Anna. Anna. Yes. Anna and her sister is Marie. A- Anna and Marie are talking and they are like, uh, so 
you're dating and then she's like no we're just friends we're just co he's my boss like what are you talking about and it's like you visit you <laughs> you went to his parents you, house for dinner you, you're dating you and this dating. is like this is minute 60 of 90 yeah so it, 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 at that point it's like okay Maybe we've done this song and minutes, dance please. like can we can we please um so that that was my issue i would say that also um what was i gonna say oh yeah there was this uh there's this whole thing where he was trying to find presents for uh his company yeah like there was this big company gala and he wanted to give everyone a present and uh she was and uh anna was like how am i gonna learn a hundred people's personality and give them a present perfectly tailored to their personality so anna had a brilliant idea which was uh a week paid off she gets invited to this gala and it's a big <laughs> oh, yeah. deal there's a dress shopping montage for it we don't yes, like she's see really dressed until she's the trying night. to impress um, and then, yeah, she walks around and it's like, oh, this guy's got a baby and this woman's snowboarding and this guy I, rides unicorns. I don't know. And she's just like, what's the one thing they all have in common? They hate working because everyone hates working. <laughs> Give them a week off. And, Mark, yeah, and Mark's so, like, like, they have brilliant. Whoa, I never thought of that. They have the week off between Christmas and New Year's, yeah. which time doesn't exist during that point anyway i feel like especially for so, ad campaigns it's like right just take like, a what break are you doing what like, new year's at like new year's ad campaigns are all already building set up to christmas anyway it's fine yeah that's um, the one major event that happens at the by the end of this movie there's a little bit of ending conflict where anna they kind of abandon the whole thing about anna wanting to be an artist they kind of just drop it until until Mark, Mark is trying to really close this deal. So here's the thing about these business boys. OK, mm -hmm. they want two things. Yeah. They want Christmas girl and they want to close the deal. Yeah. So he's trying to keep this account, close this deal. And uh, he's failing miserably because yes. he has a bunch of business boys with him. And the person uh, the person who's leading this account, uh, she is like, I need something personal. You're giving me mechanical. I'm talking to everybody in town and everyone's giving me the same thing. You need to give me something different. So the personality that they're giving <laughs> to this is Anna's painting. And that is the solution to this, to this, uh, to that storyline. Anna is, gives Mark this painting. This is a like personal gift that she made for him. And here is where we get to the big discussion point of this episode, Daniel. Yes, yes. You see how, Mark, that's you know, how you do it. We're 20 minutes into the episode. We're at the big discussion point <laughs> moment. We're halfway through the episode. Big discussion. This is how moment. you do it. A big change. Daniel, Mark uses a personal art piece that yes. was given to him as a gift. Yeah. In his workplace. Yeah. And Anna gets really upset that he did that. Yeah. That he that sh uh, she painted this. And she it's a, it's a picture of Santa holding a laptop. It, <laughs> I don't think we described yeah. what the painting was yet. It's a no. it's just a it's a good painting, but it's just a painting of Santa holding a laptop. It's not like this. I don't know, this abstract piece. Like, it's nothing. No, it, it's, it's it's just fine. It's, it's Santa. Okay. It's Santa. Yeah. You should post a picture of it on Twitter. You get why she's for, not a professional artist. Like, you get it. Yeah. So and. The the design the uh, ad the person the person that is leading this account loves it. Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Did Anna get justifiably upset? 
I think she should have figured out if it was actually going to be used because if it was actually going to be used, I, she should be more upset because she did not give him distribution rights for that image. Like explicit consent. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's a big red flag in a relationship, honestly. Yes. It's, because it's treated as a it's treated as our act three disagreement, which sounds like it should be a big deal. It's the final conflict in the movie before we're wrapping it up. And it's just kind of it's just sort of like a thing she's upset about. And then he's like, I didn't know you felt that way. Sorry. He doesn't say he's going to like not use it or anything. He's just <laughs> says sorry. And then it, yeah, that's it. So I think here's the thing. I don't I think she on, got ju- I don't think she got upset enough. That's my I think that's my answer. I was on Mark's side when I watched it because you know how you just have a default of rolling your eyes when you're watching these movies. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, she's getting upset because she's suffering from success like DJ Khaled. Yes. Just like DJ Khaled. As I put myself in her shoes. Mm -hmm. I was like. Like, that's such a that's a that's a breach. You're not going to be paid as much. And um there there is no like no like oh yeah no you're to- totally if you don't want me to use it that's fine there was none of that so i think i i really do think she got justifiably upset because there wasn't even like a contract signed there was no contract it also it it gets to the heart of why advertising as an industry is so weird mm-hmm. because it is it is inherently about selling something to as many people as possible or it depending, you know, if it's in a very, if it's like a watch or a car or something, it's a bit more exclusive. But still, you're like, we want everybody to buy this thing so we can make money. But then at the same time, they all try to rely on these very personal, like it's why we've seen, especially recently, ads really shift to focus on like families and like. It's like you saw the big trend change where it was like, oh, we're going to show gay people now because now they exist in the world. You know, (laughs) it's the problem with with why Mark needed to acknowledge why it was such a big issue, because he took something personal between the two of them. And now he's going to use it to sell a product to the world. Right. And it's such a it's such a breach of of relationship it takes your something you gave out of out of love and appreciation for an individual and turns it into part of the corporate blah yeah i don't think which is like it's what makes anna a christmas girl yes is her disagreement and i hope she gets that bag you know what i'm saying that's what i'm saying (laughs) at the end of the by the end of the movie so they uh so anna has a conversation with her sister again uh marie they make they essentially it's Anna's like, Oh, you're right. I just need to go get them. And there's no real, it it was kind of a half hearted solution to this whole problem. And uh, she didn't solve the problem. They they made up the new problem of, well, I'm mad about this, but I just miss him so dang much. Yeah. And then that was the problem. They uh, fixed. They did not fix. They never address the fact (laughs) That he took something she to not even like ignoring the emotional side of it, which I like, you know, Trey and I are both artists. So we're, of course, going to get a little emotional about stuff like that. Ignoring that. 
the pure business ethics of you stole a work of art. You did not sign a licensing agreement, a distribution agreement. There's no copyright that you know of. You, right. you, you stole You just it. took it. Yeah. You just took somebody's thing and now you're using it. Like, yeah. That's illegal, Mark. <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark that's illegal. illegal. Mark. Um, side note. Mark is handsome. This we cannot deny. No, he's also. I don't know why they because all these guys, right? All these guys are gorgeous. They are all <laughs> so attractive when they have sure. a little bit of stubble. And then they always make them shave for these movies. Um, hold on. I need to find this. Not, Have you seen those viral tweets where uh, they they like face uh, it's like face app where they like mer- mind like face merge two people? Yeah, yeah. no, where they like a uh, face app. Uh, what would you call that? Combine. Combined. Um, where they're where they're like, here's a, here's a image of what it would look like if you combined every Supreme Supreme Court justice oh, in yes, one face. Yes. Here's every Chris from the MCU yeah. combined. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I feel like it would look like I feel like the average ad exec would look like a like a saggy sack of skin <laughs> and not like our good friend Mark. No, Mark's a supermodel. Yeah, Mark is, I feel Mark like, is like an I, Abercrombie underwear model. When I think of a ad exec, I think of Chuck Grassley. Yes. Do you know who that is? No, he's a senator, right? Yeah, let me think of a better one. I think of I think Mad Men messed us up as a society because we were like, oh, ad execs just look like they look like um uh what's his face? Don Draper. They look like um Oh yeah, John they, they're Don they're and John Hamm. Like, yeah. No, no, no they I do would not. say the the average ad exec probably looks like what a leech would look like uh <laughs> if it was a person, you know? They're still people. There's still people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Daniel, I'm so sorry. I, I forgot we stand for ad exec there, rights on this no, show. <laughs> for their rights as people, yeah. For their rights. Oh, yeah, sure. They could be people. They're poo. not. They're not U.S. senators, Trey. I mean, they're, oh, I mean, they're not. They're not, the, they're not the Supreme Court. You know what I'm Daniel, saying? Daniel, I thought you were my co-host. I on am this, your co-host. On this leftist podcast. Listen, if we want to bash <laughs> recent decisions made by certain governing bodies, you know, uh-huh. I'm here for it. You know, you're, I'm all for I'm it. I'm all for it. I'm my, all for my it. big oh, plan. I just, you need to cut that out because cut I that? peaked my you, mic so yeah, bad. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, so that's bait. And then, yeah, the end of the movie, there's no acknowledgement of this. There is just, I miss him. Go get him. And he does. And we meet Aaron's incredibly blonde family. (laughs) His sister and his mom are platinum blonde. And Aaron is is just a brunette. Dark, dark hair. 
like like my color hair like yes. a black like you and i's color hair black essentially and his mom and his sister are blonde they are blindingly blonde blonde and they put them in white which is even worse because it's like yeah. oh, it's, i'm blinded <laughs> looking at you jesus god um and then they uh kiss and they make up they kiss and that's the movie i guess the end oh she somehow found time to paint a picture of mark's whole family and then when the mom hangs it on because she, when she went to dinner earlier she met them and liked them um which i don't get why because the conversation was so boring um <laughs> so boring they never talk about anything interesting when they go and meet their parents yeah which is fine but it's like y'all are talking about marriage right now and you like you don't know anything about these people and so the mom like hangs it on the mantle and it's like, there's one thing missing. And Mark's like, what are you talking about, mom? Anna painted a great picture. What's missing? And the mom's like, <laughs> Anna's missing. Oh, maybe next Christmas, though. And Mark's like, Down. yeah, maybe next Christmas. Anna. And Anna's like, OK, <laughs> you owe me one point five million dollars. I'm suing you. <laughs> That's the movie. I own the rights. God. What a what a slog we had to get through this one. Okay, let's do uh, naughtiest, naughtiest and jo jolliest and naughtiest. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, you want to go first? Yeah. So I was leaning towards the woman who they're making the ad campaign for for naughtiest because she is just she's the worst kind of client where she's like, I don't like it. Yeah, I want it to, to feel more like this, but it's not yeah. like she doesn't make a reference to another ad. Can she's not like, oh, can we make it kind of like the Coca-Cola ad ad campaign, which is a really, really effective ad campaign? Or, you know, can we can you, can it be a bit more live or something? She's literally just like, I want it to feel real. And it's like, OK, mm -hmm. well, that's, I want it to feel personal. Yeah. And like, it's like that's, unhelpful, ma'am. That's unhelpful. not helpful. Um, but but Mark does commit copyright infringement. Um. I want to stick with her, though, I think, because she like <laughs> Mark's annoying, but it's not like he's Mark isn't doing it on purpose. You know, he doesn't realize he's committing copyright infringement. Um, he He's just kind of an idiot. Yeah. But this woman is she's like, I've worked with this with your ad company for years and years. And every every year we make it work. Not this year, though. And it's like, well, could you could you give them some feedback? Just any anything helpful, a anything helpful note, please. Useful. And she just refuses to. So I, I think yeah. she is my naughtiest. I think jolliest. Mm. Um, I think the two kids in this one are pretty good. Anna's, okay. Anna's yeah, sister the kids has good. two kids um, that she babysits for a couple of times and takes to Mark's family Christmas dinner. That's weird. Um, it was weird, but I, I think her, they're it's, pretty it's good. her niece and nephew. It's Anna's niece and nephew. Yeah, I would say Anna, but she doesn't sue Mark at the end. So <laughs> that would I make her the jolliest. I think it would make her the jolliest in my mind. Yeah. Not suing. I mean, I, I, I don't think a lot of disputes should be settled by courts, but I think. Yeah, I think she should have. There should have been an appropriate acknowledgement of the fault that he committed. And there wasn't. So I'm going no. with the two kids. That honestly, was like barely any apology either. Because that um, was not the conflict at the end of the movie. That was what caused them to go apart. Setting up the real conflict. I miss you. Which isn't a you. conflict. Because literally, yeah. when Anna's talking with her sister about it, 
And it's just like, she, like, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not getting the exact line, but I'm not exaggerating. She goes, Oh, I can just go see him. Bye. And then she leaves. <laughs> and like, that is truly her big revelation for the end of this movie is like, Oh, he, I can just drive. I'm an adult. I'm going to just go. <laughs> I have full autonomy have of my full body. Full autonomy over my body. I can just go whenever I want. So she does. It's re- it's it's absurd. Who are your um, jolliest and naughtiest? <laughs> okay, uh, to share my to sh- share my naughtiest, I have to tell the story. Oh God! Okay. When I was two years old, yes, uh, I wanted to read a book. Okay. But wait, actually, how old was I? I might have been three, three or four. All right. When I was, let's just say I was three years old. Sure. When I was three years old, I wanted to read a book, and uh, I had a book. And I didn't want to read it. I didn't want to read that book. Yeah, of course. And so I yelled to my mom (laughs) really loud because I was upstairs and she was downstairs and she walks up the stairs and uh, she goes, what do you need, Trey? Annoyed, obviously. And I go, I would like to read a book and I would like to not read this book. So she goes, "Okay, which book would you like to read? And she hands and she is. uh, Do you want to read either of these? And I said and I said, sure. And she hands me those two books uh, and goes back downstairs. I flip through through those books and I don't want to read either of those books. So I yell to my mom again after she had already settled downstairs. And I said, Mom, I do not require these two books. I would love a a few more options, please. And by the way, the way I'm saying this, far more polite than how I actually said it. Uh, So my mom said, "Okay, how about these books? She hands me two more books and I go, great. She goes back downstairs. I go, I, I have decided I do not like these two books. I call for her again, make her walk up the stairs into my room. And I go and I go, I do not want these books. I want more books. My mom takes every book off the shelf and throws them on me. <laughs> It's it's like t- oh, almost 20 books, I would probably bargain to say. And she she literally throws them at me and she goes, here, you want these? Are you going to like these? Are you going to read these? And she's crying. She's sobbing. And then she goes back downstairs. <laughs> I go downstairs and apologize to her. That's good of you. And I go, I'm sorry. And then she goes, go, go to bed. And I go to bed. 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> I I I jokingly go remember that one time when I was uh 3 and I made you cry from all those books cuz that's embedded into my brain. Yeah. I like see it from like a third person perspective. That's how embedded it is in my brain. Um and she goes, "Yeah, I remember that. I was probably about 6 to 7 months pregnant with Emma." at that time and then i and i just have a zoomed out flashback of that moment and i'm like oh my god i that was terrible of me i mean you were three you didn't know but yeah i didn't know which brings me to who my naughtiest is okay you you are the naughtiest i i i am that the woman who wants the ad oh that's you <laughs> <laughs> me in that story is the woman who wants the ad 
Yes. So that makes her the naughtiest. The jolliest is the owner of the bakery at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. So at the beginning of the movie, which is where Anna and Mark first meet, and this is going to segue very nicely into our connections. I forgot about her. That was like 15 years ago in terms of the movie time. You're going to love this segue, Daniel. I'm loving it. She is the jolliest. So Mark and Anna met in this bakery. Uh, Anna was like, and is a frequent flyer of this bakery. Yeah. So she whispers in Mark's ear, which, by the way, very sexually charged what she does to Mark at the beginning oh of this God, movie without yeah. even knowing who this man is. 100%. She like literally grabs his head and whispers in his ear. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this where this movie's going? So Mark's, like, Mark's like, what should I get my uh, it's one of my co-workers birthdays today and I got to get her something. What should I get her? Yeah, and and, and, and she like, goes. I'm gonna tell you what you should get him. Yeah, you should get this. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> she's like, she's like, tell her you want something off the menu. Yeah, you tell her you want an off off the menu Serv- sampler. Service See, people, service people, especially in bakeries, Mark. love it when you ask them for things yeah. that aren't on the menu. Mark, 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 look in my bag. Mark, Mark, take a look in my bag. <laughs> and she literally does this, and Mark, she like shows Mark, him Mark, in her in a, bag, we're and in then a movie right now, Mark. Don't Mark, tell anybody Mark. I know. They don't know. Mark, right don't tell anybody. <laughs> Mark, they're filming us from every angle. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> the bakery owner is a great jolliest. I love that choice. Yeah, and she's very happy. And she's, uh, yeah, so she is the jolliest. Well, because Mark goes uh, up to the she, counter and is like, can I get the, the secret menu, please? And she's like, oh, yeah, can oh I get a, you know how it works menu around sampler? here. And it's like, why, why is it not on the menu if like you think people would like it? Right. Put it on the menu. <laughs> also, I, that's a great con, I feel like, is get like a, a beautiful woman to go up to a dude and just be like, hey, why don't you uh, get this thing off the menu? And he's like, yeah, I will. And then he buys it. And it's like, great. That'll be so we got 12 muffins in here. So that'll be $75, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would. Yeah. A really good way to just con to some business. Really drum up right business. There. Yeah. Um, okay. Which leads me to my connection. Yes. The bakery in this movie. Yes. Is the same coffee shop slash bakery that we see in Mr. Miracle. And the person who runs the bakery is also uh, in the in the know about the whole guardian angel thing that Mr. Miracle has going on. Sorry, I searched Mr. Miracle and I came up with the DC superhero, but. My Google knows me so well. It said, hey, you did you mean Mr. Miracle Hallmark? (laughs) It knows me so well. Was that set in New York? Well, do we know where it was set? Mm -mm. I mean, this one was set in New York, but it was fully filmed in Salt Lake City. (laughs) I don't know if mm, I mean, I listen. I love it. I, I really like it. And so that is the because I, I feel like we really need to. Um, I feel like we really oh, need no, to no, build out it this bakery. Yeah, because I think it's like I think it was because I, I was confused because like so much of that movie is set in the countryside. But I think they're like, yeah, we're just outside of New York. It's like upstate. Or yeah. something. I love it. OK, they don't look anything alike, but I love it. It's a second branch. It's the second branch. It's a, yeah, second branch. Yeah. Same chain. I love it. And it, it. So what would a... Okay, ready? What would a guardian angel themed 
uh, coffee oh, chain God. be? Okay. Coffee bakery chain. I mean, right off okay. right off the bat, all the bagels are angel wing shaped. Um, of course. No, but what would be the name the name of the shop? I I want to say Heavenly Cup, but that's the name of a coffee shop from where we went to school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Heavenly Cup is very good. Heavenly Cup is very good, which is why it's a, already a name of a business. Um, yes. <laughs> oh my God! Wait, what if it is Heavenly Cup? And we went to we went. What if we, we were, were in there? The we were there at the ground level. We were in the. <laughs> what if we were? I think um, that's my dream. I mean, there's so so a couple of major things. This is how uh, this is how advertising should work. So a couple of major buzzwords. Uh, I think we could do like heaven or heavenly, obviously. Obviously, mm-hmm. Angel. Um, Halo. Halo. Celestial, I think, is maybe a little long, but it'll make you stand out a little bit more, especially in New York where there's 17 bajillion coffee shops. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Je- Jehovah's Java. Jehovah's <laughs> Java. <laughs> Jehovah's Java. That's, that's so that's funny. That's the one. I think we got that's it. That's the one? Jehovah's Java? Jehovah's are Java you, are- is really funny for me, personally. But um, Okay. Maybe... Um, the problem is I always jump to alliteration, because I think it's really funny. And also, mm-hmm. it just sounds good. Um, but maybe we do, like... Um, Ooh, cup! It, you just do cup of heaven. It's a play on slice of heaven. Cup of heaven. Cup of heaven. Yeah, cup. Of, I like cup, cup of, of heaven. heaven. Strong. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Cup of heaven. Yeah, I think cup of heaven. I love it. Cup of heaven. Is Jehovah's the name of this Jehovah's Java is what they were called at the first location, and when they started expanding, the person they brought in to help them was like, absolutely not. No. Yeah, we can't. We can't have that. We can't alienate a customer base. I love it. Done and done. Lock it in the vault until cup we come back and maybe change it. Yeah, um, and so we're so so we're looking out for presently anybody who wears a hat because they're probably an elf. <laughs> yeah, anybody whose ears are covered, anyone whose ears are covered by hair or a hat or a, a hairnet, yes. even will take. We're looking yep. for that. We're looking for um. What did I say? Cup of heaven. Cup of heaven. Cup of heaven. Coffee, coffee shop. Ooh, cup of heaven. Coffee. Cup of heaven coffee. Make your morning heavenly. Make your morning divine. Mm. Start your morning the way Jesus Christ does. A delicious cup of coffee. I think. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus famously, famously loved that bean juice well, in the every, morning. No, because that's every how he Sunday, rallied up his disciples. Every Sunday they say he is risen and then underneath is their daily bread special. It writes I'm shaking, itself. I'm shaking it writes my head. itself. Okay, so we're looking at for heavenly, heavenly cup of coffee, uh, and anybody with their ears <laughs> covered. I don't think there's been any other like major, major things so far. Major relevations. We did have another ad agency, which those are coming, becoming more and more common. I know. I'm sort of um, like because I think when we first started getting names for ad agencies, we were like, oh, these are all going to be important. I don't know how important they all are anymore. In, on an right. individual level, obviously as a group, they're powerful, but. I really do think there's going to be half there's going to be like there's going to have to be like some sort of secret war narrative that we're going to have to weave. Mm, yeah. Um and really really spin this web. 100%. Yep. Uh but and I think that time is coming soon, especially after the discovery of Cup of, Cup of Heaven. Cup of Heaven. Um That's brand so, that's merch right there, baby. Yeah, that's what and we're it, doing. it would probably make sense that Cup of Heaven would be 
their Starbucks, you know, like the HGU's like Starbucks because they, they kind of sound similar, right? Yeah, they sound similar. And I like the idea of a place that like they that's what they teach guardian angels on their first earth assignment. Is it like just find a cup of heaven and yeah, they, find they a cup know. of heaven. Wink, wink, wink. They know. Yeah, they, they'll know. I they'll love know. that, actually. That's really strong, yeah. I think. Um, and while while the HCU doesn't have a Starbucks, no. you have an opportunity to five star our uh, bucks <laughs> by going to <laughs> Apple Podcasts not your reviews. Best, not your best. <laughs> yeah, do you no. um, do you want to talk real? F- I don't even think we need to talk about it. Really, we learned what Google is in this universe. <laughs> I forgot, Daniel. I had a whole bit planned. Thurble. Thurble. Go, th- yeah, go so thermal it. At Anna at one point uh, decides she wants to uh, thermal something. Oh, yeah, she's thermaling a job. And we find out that Google, the Google alternative is uh, called thermal. So, Daniel, this begs the question, what is what is let's let's think of all the big tech places in this universe. Thermal? Facebook and, does exist. Facebook does exist. Mark Zuckerberg. Um, there's uh, uh, Amazon Prime. No, is is Amazon in the HCU? I, I don't know if it is. Said they Amazon something, but I can't. But think what of the would it example. be called? Along the same lines as Thurble. <laughs> um, I was thinking Hudson Express. Ooh, Hudson Express is good. Yeah, Amazon Prime. So Hudson we've got Express. Facebook, Hudson Express, and Thurble. Thurball, and then I what would what would um Twitter be called? Piper. 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 That's pretty good. Yeah, you send I like a, Piper. You send a pipe. What would you send a Piper? Oh, you piped. You piped. Oh, damn, dude! I, did you see that pipe the other day? Dude, this pipe is blowing up. Dude, Guys, bl- I, Blowlon I, Flusk just brought just bought <laughs> Piper. <laughs> Burlon Fusk and when somebody is like is like tweeting or when somebody is like piping a lot they go y'all you need to follow me on Piper I am laying down pipe there's gonna be a whole city after I'm done with this thread oh no and it's not Uh, there's not a thread it's threaded it's threaded it's a threaded pipe so they can all connect together very good, Daniel. Very good. Adding six. What are you guys complaining about? This is so easy. This is easy. This is I'm so kill- easy. I'm, we are we are pushing copy right now. Um, <laughs> we are laying pipe right now. Yeah, we're. I'm laying pipe. I'm gonna start saying that right now because so sometimes I tell Daniel, I Daniel peek my banger tweet. You do, and then he peeks it, and now it's gonna be. Uh, uh, it's gonna be. <laughs> Daniel, check this out. I'm laying pipe. <laughs> um, okay. Dude, call me ancient Rome because I am laying some freaking pipe right now. I, I am pipe. Yo, my my Twitter feed. My piper feed. I'm laying my so, piper feed is I'm, blowing up. My, my piper feed is blowing up. It's, it's blowing up so hard. You should call it the Roman aqueduct. There's a major blockage, dude, because my pipe right now, my piper is blowing up. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. But okay. please leave us a review if you want. We'll read it on the show. We for sure will. Um, We've got and you can also people, send us in. We got eight people on Instagram right on uh, in, on iTunes right now. And if we yeah, can get I it to love ten, to, I'll cry. Let's get it to ten. Yeah, 
Daniel will cry on the show. Um, uh, I you can also leave us an email uh, at mistletoe secret at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, like we said, at HCU secret on twitter.com. And you could visit our website to see how the story has developed so far. Mistletoe secret dot com. And if you have anything else to say, yes, if you're jumping in at this point, because I've been I've been talking to some folks who are starting to listen to the show. We love it. Welcome, welcome to the Piper world. Um, if you, if you are though, I would say it can be a little daunting listening to some of our episodes. This one's pretty, pretty intro friendly. I'd say. Yeah, I'd say this is straightforward. What we recommend though, every single time, is go back. You don't have to go back to the very beginning. Although if you do, we love you for it. You can just go back. You'll see. I think currently right now, episode sixty-three. That's a wrap-up episode. And that will wrap up the last year's connections. And we usually go back to some earlier stuff. So if you're just like, okay, why do they keep talking about, you know, Kringle jewels or whatever, go back to that <laughs> one. And we'll, it'll tell you in that one. And they're like, really, they're all like 40 minutes long. They're really like jump in, jump out. And you'll, you'll have a great foundation uh, going forward. That's just like a little PSA, because it's a little, I think, can be a little daunting when you're like, Jesus, 73 of these things. Some of them are two yeah. movies. God help me. <laughs> yeah, it's somebody help. Yeah. SOS. Um, well, my name is Trey Plintnicky. My name is Zeno Kunkel. Next week, we're watching Crown for Christmas. Oh, Crown for Christmas, another royal one. Uh, we got to get a yeah. list of all these co- fake countries in the in the HCU. After getting fired from her job as a maid at a ritzy New York City hotel, Allie reluctantly accepts a temporary gig as the governess to a young girl who is part of a powerful family in Europe that lives in a <laughs> castle. You know how you get a temp job as a governess? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to the royal family of a nation? Yeah, I, you know how you, as a royal Classic. man, post on Craigslist, need governess. That's an, that's an Indeed <laughs> post. That's a glass door email you get right there. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Just, yeah. Hop just on add that real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. But well, I guess I got to go be What's a governess. What's your cover letter for being a governess like? Um, I like kids. Definitely won't murder them. I, Done. Sent. Um, Love kids, love jewels, kids. won't touch them though. No, love to look, love to admire. <laughs> love to look love at jewels. A, love them from afar is my motto with everything in life. <laughs> Except for your children, well, I will love them like they're my own. I would jump in front of a moving van for them. Yes. And then, and also, but only if you pay me $60,000. I do need $60,000 and a small do, relocation really fee because moving is expensive. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. Stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening.